world. How are you doing? Morning, Rafilwe. Good morning to all our Cape Town listeners. Indeed. Uh, today is a difficult one. We're having, um, we're having a tough conversation here, speaking about divorce and how to manage our pla- financial planning before and after. Um, just as a, as a opener, you know, in your mind, um, when I was talking to Abs about it, he was saying nobody should be married in community of property anymore. From a financial perspective, what are your thoughts? Well, definitely. I think um, the one thing we all need to realize is that a marriage contract or marriage is simply a contract. And it's simply a financial contract. So before you get married, you really need to um, look at these things, such as the marriage regime which you're in. And that's really what you are referring to when you're saying you no know, one should be married in community or property. Because there's three types of marriage regime. Uh, married in community or property. Mm-hmm. Um, married out of community or property. Um, they call it an a antinatural contract with a crow or an antinatural contract without a crow, which basically means that um, in, the, in that type of marriage, what's yours is yours, what's mine is mine. And the other one is what's yours is yours, what's mine is mine, um, except from the day we get married where everything becomes ours. And then um, and marriage in community or property, simply saying, Rafilwe, what's, what's mine and what's yours is we share forever, right. regardless of what we brought in. So what, how, uh, how should I do financial planning? I suppose that the two that matters the mo- matter the most are those where we collude our assets and or in community of property. Yes, I think the, the most, the fairest and the most um, utilized type of regime these days is probably an antinatural contract with a crew where basically we write down everything we had the day we met and um, we share our financial estate from the day we're married so that at least what we build during the marriage um, is fair game. But what we had before, we can't um, attack each other or try and um, get, get those assets. And that's really what it is because when you get married or get divorced, it's simply a matter of going through your balance sheet or, uh, or assets um, as a couple and liabilities and sharing them out. And unfortunately, you know, through the love and through all the airy-fairy stuff, we sometimes forget the key component that marriage actually is all financial, especially it gets nasty where sometimes one party has given up career or time mm. to raise a family and built up this rich man and then suddenly he's kicking on the I like curve. how you decided it was the man. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was rich. <laughs> okay. Um, but then, all right, so what are the do's and don'ts then, Gerald? Well, the do's and don'ts is um, when you are going through a divorce is to look at things from a rational point of view. Do not get caught up emotionally. Hire a professional who's going to give you independent and sound advice because some of the sound advices don't get cheerleaders to be an attorney or, or financial planner. Get people who are going to actually fight for you and advocate for you to get a fair share of what you deserve from out of your marriage and everybody getting a divorce whether it's amicable or not amicable deserves to get their fair share of the assets of that marriage okay um and so i mean how do you start afresh now post-divorce let's say that that does get split properly what are the financial do's and don'ts once you start again when you start again, it just means that life is starting again for many people. Um, you know, for some people, it means it's a double life where you now have to pay for two places to live where you live in one. Right. Sometimes, so, sometimes it's goofy. So it can either get more expensive for you when after post the divorce in terms of your expenses or for some people, it means cutting back on a lot of things because suddenly someone who was helping you out is no longer in the frame. And to add to this financial shock, you're probably dealing with the emotional shock of losing the love of your life. Mm. Talk to me about maintenance and spousal support. How do we how do we make sure that that is affected at all times? 
Maintenance is very important where children are involved. So wherever children are involved, please make sure that you, uh, you, you have an equitable access and equitable care for the children because children are not interested in your money. Children are more interested in your time. So, you know, you do have to have that uh, built into any divorce settlement in terms of maintaining children. Spousal support is very important because sometimes when you walk out, you say, I want nothing from him. I'm fine. You know, um, and this guy who was a loser, who was always talking about the big deal, which never happened in 15 years, two months after you get divorced, the big deal does happen. But right. actually you, you helped to build that dream for 15 years and support it. And if you hadn't put even one rand spousal support, you have no access. So normally I'll say, you know, even if you don't want anything from the from him or her, just put in one rand per year for spousal support because they could hit the jackpot in the future and you could have been the person who supported them to get there. Okay. Well, that's an interesting approach. Thank you so much, Gerald Wandiambira. Always interesting to hear from you. CFP and managing partner at Sugar Creek Wealth. He is our resident expert on finances in Mula Monday.